0: Jesus is, you are. Of course, Jesus also told us in the book of 1 John that we should die for our our friends. But today I want to look at that man Jesus and you. The first thing we should look at is some of the things that the Bible says about you. First of all, let's look at the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12. And let's read it together, please. Yet for he gave he gave he gave Read it again. Yes. Yes. How many children of God are here? Hallelujah. Now, what is about the children of God? If God has revealed to us again and again throughout this week about the sonship of Jesus. We looked at that on Wednesday and yesterday. And John said, by the Holy Spirit, to those who have received him and those who have believed in his name. Once you pass those bridges... God had given you the right to become sons of God. Okay, now we want to look at the rights of the sons of God. Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 10, and 38. What did he say? Because? Okay, God anointed Jesus Christ because he is the Son of God. So, for every Son of God, there is a common denominator sons of god are marked by the holy spirit if anybody does not have the holy spirit he's not a son of god he can't be a child of god so when you accept jesus as a lord and savior you are marked with the holy spirit ephesians tells you that that is the seal of your approval and we see here god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with the holy spirit and power And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Why? Because God, God is what? Was with him. Is God with you? After all, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. Yes? So, the reason why Jesus Christ was doing all what he did... Was because one God anointed him and God was with him. Those are the two things. So therefore, anyone that God anoints and God is with can do everything that Jesus did. Come on now. Hey, do you agree with me? Say amen. amen. Now I want to bring you to a place today that you will be shot up like a rocket. Satan is not going to hold anyone bound anymore. Now, let us settle this argument. The first sentence is that as many who received him, all right, and who believed in him, God gave them the power, the right to become sons of God. And we have. We are ready. But then if we look at the first son of God, we found out that what made him unique from all humanity God anointed him with Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing everyone under the power of the devil, because God was with him. So God anointed him, and God was with him. Okay, and every one of you who is born again, we have looked at a series series of scriptures during this week that when you accept Jesus as a Lord and Savior, Jesus said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open, I will come in. Alright? Acts, 1, chapter, Acts 1, eight says, You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses." and the Holy Spirit has come down already. Okay. So we recognize that the Holy Spirit of God, with which God anointed Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, not different, is in you, And is in me. So, the Holy Spirit is in us. God is with us. Really, we recognize that Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are the one now in us. Because the Bible says so. All right. Let's see what happened to Christ after he was anointed with Holy Ghost and power. Look at the book of Mark, chapter one. We are going to look at some few operations of Christ. Because it was, it went about doing good, healing people. And I will look at about three scenarios today and then zoom into us too. Look at what happened in chapter one. Please, I want the person on that board to be very swift. When I call a scripture, he should be waiting for me before I turn back to it. I think the senior guy should take that place up. It says the beginning of the, chapter five, sorry, verse one. Chapter five, verse one. It says they went across the lake to the region of Gerizim. That is Jesus with his disciples. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tomb to meet him. I wanted to look at this. I will show you something different in this today and of course some other things that you have known. This is is son of god we are looking at everything we look at tonight in the son of god are the things that you also are that's what i want to understand now here jesus came into a region when human beings have not known who he was somebody knew he was a demon possessed why because the demons knew him, though the man did not know him. So what happened? They drove the man towards Jesus Christ. And then he says, This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore. Not even with a chain. When the man is bound with chain he breaks it. By demonic spirit that lived in him. He doesn't live in homes, he lived in the tomb. So therefore, the next verse please, the next verse, for he had often been chained hand and feet and foot. That's interesting when you relate it to what I was teaching you about, your hand is the seat of power and your foot is the seat of dominion. So his power was taken and his dominion was bound. Somebody else has to determine what his power is and what his dominion is. So, a man whose power is taken, dominion is taken, he loses his headship. Because he can only be where they want him to be. He can't move forward. Okay? That's the case of this man too. But he taught the church. No one was strong enough to subdue him. The next verse please. Night and day among the tomb and in the hills He would cry out and cut himself with stones Yes please When he saw Jesus Watch this When he saw Jesus from a distance He ran And did what? What did he, what did he do? Oh, 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 oh. Somebody should have understood that instead of Jesus, the eye is your name. When he saw the Son of God, when he saw the marking of the Son of God, a Son of God is different from the Son of Man. Once you are born again, there is a seal over you, and that seal is called the Holy Spirit. It is the word of God himself, which is Christ we saw yesterday. Okay? So when demons see a Christian, what happens to them? They recognize you. They are so much afraid of you. In the body of whoever they occupy, they they cringe with fear. Every Christian that passes, when demons see them, they cringe with fear. Because that Christian only needs to call the name Jesus as he's passing, and something disastrous will happen to them, no matter how strong, how powerful they are. Because at the name of Jesus, every is above. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, either consciously or unconsciously, you can call the name anytime. A Christian can just begin to bind evil spirit without really determining to do so, because of the Holy Spirit in you. You know why? The one who created them is the one that lives in us. We saw that yesterday much more. So, when a spirit sees his creator, he recognizes the body that carries the creator, which is you. Now, let me help you understand this. The issue is that, A good number of us haven't, you know, really been able to see into the realm of the spirit. That is, as you see in the physical. But you don't have to. But I'm telling you what happens to you. When you, when you mature yourself to the stage where you can keep secrets, God opens your eyes to see more. Every Christian can see. Some of you had visions yesterday. Some of you had dreams and stuff like that about yourself, about your future. And those things come to pass. But where God wants to take you as you enter the new year is to keep secret with you. Show you some secret. The Lord told me sometime, and showed me in several scriptures, we'll look at that in new year. That the ability to see, discernment especially... It's not given to anyone who hasn't got the faith to carry it, and also the trust. Because if you can see evil spirits, and you don't have the faith measure, you will go mad. You, you will see people walking on the streets, and suddenly they are not walking on their legs. You see all the evil spirit that is binding them, holding them, and subject to torture. You will see them as they are in their true form. Now, if you do not have faith, what happens to you? You collapse straight away. You collapse straight away. And what God has been trying to do here is to build up your faith. So that you can see as Christ will see. And you can understand as Christ will understand. But tonight, you need to know this. When a Christian enters a region that are infested with evil spirits, they bow. Because of the one inside you. Now, let's see a little bit more about this man. About seven, please. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want me? What, what do you want with me? Jesus, son of the most high God. Now, why would the spirit run to Jesus and bow before Jesus? And shout, what do you want with me? The Bible says, because he is the son of the most high God. The sonship is what the the demons saw. And they ran to him and bowed. It's the sonship. The marking of the sonship. Because the son has authority as the father has authority. The son has the right to exercise the father's authority in all his dominion. And that's the reason why when demons see a, a child of God, they create till today. So therefore, he now said to Jesus, swear to God. Can you imagine them telling God to swear to God how foolish he is. Up to today, he's still foolish. Because, you see, one of the things that confuse demons is when you start to speak in tongues, they're so much confused. I have seen that in action. They are so terribly confused. And the gateway is open between you and heaven. And they can see the power going and the word going out and unction coming, and they can't really figure it out. They don't know what you're saying. They get so confused. That's the reason why every Christian should pray in tongues as much as you can. You don't pray in tongues anyway when you're in church. And if you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you need to really seek it more than you seek your job. Seek that and get it first, more than any other thing. Are we together now? Hey, hey, I can't hear you. Yes, and the only way you get it is by praying. <laughs> That's all. It's not by claiming righteousness or non-righteousness. Once you are born again, it's legitimate. Pray, ask, and the Father will give you, Jesus said. Are we together now? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says here, he told Jesus to swear to God that he will not touch me. Him. What happened? I think I can say that every demon is at your mercy. Hello. Every demon of hell is at your mercy. No matter how ferocious and violent they look or seem to look, it's all gimmicks. They are at your mercy. So, they said to Jesus, he said to Jesus please don't, don't cast us out from here. He shouted at the top of his voice. What do you want with me? Jesus, son of, David, son of, son of the most High God, swear to God that you, you would not touch me. The next verse. I want that person on the projector to be moving along with me. You are slowing me down. It says, for Jesus has said to him, did you see that? Come out of this man, you evil spirit. So before the demon said, don't send us out, Jesus already gave him instruction to come out. When the demon possessed, ran to Jesus, and Jesus saw the demons, he said to the demons, out of him. Leave this man alone now. And the demons begged for their lives. I love it when I preach among you idol worshippers those of you who have been with me when I preach in the midst of idol worshipers in Africa, you recognize that that when I mount the pulpit and they are sitting down, it's no more I the whole of my bones will become like iron because I recognize I carry the authority exactly as in the mouth of Jesus Christ he is the son of God I am a son of God you must understand forget about anointing if there is an anointing that makes you do that you have it already the reason why jesus has authority in the flesh is because god anointed him with holy spirit and power and god is with him but he has faith but many of you always you are so much afraid and fearful why may god destroy fear tonight Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Look at the next verse. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? Can I help you understand? Does that mean that Christians should be asking demons, what is your name? No, because other demons that he cast, he never asked their name. He just pointed his finger and he got out. Some Christians have made a teaching out of this. And when they want to cast demons out, they begin to ask demons, what is your name? Jesus never told you to do that. Excuse me. Let me say that if somebody will say that this is a precedence, then you cannot jump the order in a precedence. Because the order is, the demon possessed run to Jesus and knelt down. So if a demon comes to you and knelt down like that, order number one, registered. Yes? Yes, And then Jesus said to the demon, get out of him. And the demon spoke out, please, don't, don't, don't cast me out. If a demon told you that, there may be the thought of that, you ask what is his name, maybe a little bit sensible. But to see, persons possessed with evil spirit, and you are saying what is your name, they will lie to you. Because what Jesus told us is this, in my name, you will cast out what devils He didn't say by the knowledge of the name of demons you will cast out devils understand this is a peculiar situation which was never mentioned such was never mentioned again throughout the ministry of deliverance of jesus christ but for this one the reason why he mentioned it is like to a leper jesus said you know um uh you are you are made whole all right but to another leper Elisha said, go wash in the river Jordan, and then dip seven times. And then Jesus said to a blind man, receive your sight. To the other blind man, he spat into the earth, and he rubbed his eyes with mud. And said, go wash yourself in the water called Salon, sand. So, and you cannot say, every blind man you see, you spit in the earth, rub their eyes, I'm so sorry for you may end up in the jail. Now, same thing with this. Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion. Legion is not a name. The word Legion means plenty. Are we together? When I was in Nigeria as a young boy, when they say Legion, they call it in my dialect, Legiony. I thought that is the name of Satan, Legion. Yes. Hello. <laughs> because it's called Legion. You see, those who taught us really the way they would teach us is I said that is his real name. A demon doesn't bear Legion. What he's saying is using the metaphor to tell Jesus we are really many. So he says, "My name is Legion." He replied, for... Come on now. Can you read that? We are called legion because we are many. Look at the word... No, go back there please. The word my name is... That is one person speaking, isn't it? Can you marry that with what he's saying? My name is many, he replied, because we many hello so that tells you that one speaking on behalf of others in the realm of demons and when you get rid of that one it doesn't matter how many are behind him they will follow are you with me now you know with abyss with this animal that look like cow if you don't know it, it is because you don't watch um Discovery Channel. God deliver you. Now listen to me. How can you appreciate God's creation if you don't watch Discovery Channel? That is why they show us all what God created that we don't even know about. Something about wilderness is that they have one leader, and if the leader runs to death, all of them are going to death. They will follow, isn't it? If if he runs to the right, everybody will turn their way to the right, isn't it? Hey, go watch it. There are some school of birds as well. And they, they, will be, they, will, they will have like a conical or a cylindrical with one head, arrowhead. And when the one who is leader turns to the right, all of them will move to the right. If it turns to the right, all of them will move to the right. Anywhere the leader goes, they go. So with demons. The one who spoke is one, but he's speaking on behalf of many. Look at what happened. And he begged Jesus again and again, not to send them out of the area. Demons are very territorial. That is the reason for, you know, afflictions that come from one father to the mother, the grandfather, the grandparents, which they call generational curse. There are evil spirits that claim a particular generation. And they are very, very endemic in the generation. They don't want to leave that house. Some evil spirits claim a particular region. They don't want to leave the region. They have been there for hundreds of years or thousands of years. They don't want to leave the place. Are we together? And that has to do a lot with dominion. That the reason why they prosper is because there is no saint of God there, or a saint of God who is blind, who doesn't know who he is. When a person, when a family is under a particular curse or under a particular afflictor who is an evil spirit or who are evil spirits. It takes only one downline person to get saved and accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. He has the power to stop those powers over any seed of the family by praying each member of the family into God. Because those spirits work by a frame of mind and the affliction of the fathers can never come upon the children unless the children operate the frame of mind of their fathers. You have evidence of that all through the Bible. You and your fathers are godless, says the Lord. And so I will destroy you. So if among the seed somebody joined himself with Jesus, uh, uh, the book of Hebrews tells 8 tells us that and it refers to Jeremiah, that from that person... The afflictor has no jurisdiction. Are we together? However, evil spirit claim dominion. As we also claim dominion. Angels claim dominion to the angel of the Lord in Ephesus. Right. Isn't it? The angel is given dominion. To influence God's children in the domain. In line with the will of God. So demons are territorial also. It's not just demons everybody. Even animals are territorial. Yes? You need to see. I have seen squirrels. Fighting rabbits. Claiming territory in front of my garden. (laughs) You know? In front of my garden. They are fighting. And the, the rabbits have their territory under a flower park together. And the squirrels have their territory on the right side. And they have trees there. And I saw a squirrel because the rabbit came to eat around the tree. And the squirrel went and ran down with a terrible speed. And the rabbit fled. and when the rabbi got to his dominion, he stood and I say, Oh my God, he's saying that I've come to my domain, you come here. It's interesting. Everything have dominion, they have a domain. so this demon's beg, isn't it? Not the Kadema from the area, but listen to this. the next verse says... A large herd of pigs, who also are in the domain, was feeding on the nearby hillside. Mm, I can remember when we went to Gerizim, when we went the last trip to Israel. We stopped there and they were showing us that that region you have seen there, that is the town on the hill where the madman ran down to meet Jesus here by the shore of Galilee. And this is where the swines, that's the pigs, were, you know, the house of pigs, and they ran into this river that you are, you're just standing by and drowned. The one telling us the story is not a Christian, but he still validated the story. A Jew. He said, The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. Then what happened? He gave them the permission. What's your permit on earth? The Bible says I will what? Permit in heaven. Anything that happens around us is what we permit. You have the right to give permits or to restrain permits. Are we together now? Come on, are we together? Good. We're almost finishing on this one. I'm sure you are writing as I'm speaking. <laughs> Then he gave them the permission and the evil spirit came out of and went into the pigs. Now they had about two thousand in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Now one lesson I want to learn from this. A man had inside him spirits that are so numerous that two thousand pigs Could not contain. Do you know why? God made man in his image. So man is created by God as God of the earth. And in verse 28 of chapter 1 of Genesis, he gave them the power and charged them. Listen to me. Therefore, man is built more rugged than angels. Because they are the only image of God. Angels are not God's image. He made man in his image. And then he made him in his likeness, which was lost by Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, but restored through Christ. The likeness was restored. The image remains with man, but likeness departed. Through salvation, the likeness is brought back. So we are as the first Adam who are born again. <clears throat> I love this. However, the next verse. Those telling the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. Let me say this to you. The manifestation of power of the High attract the attention of people to wherever it happens but you see this is it you and i can operate in the same power we can cast out devils we can heal the sick and if we drink deadly poison it shall not hurt us come on now listen to me this is the son of god let's look at the same chapter We are in verse 14, isn't it? Okay, let's go to chapter 9. I am from verse 14. You can easily get that. 5, 1 to 14. And then chapter 9. Carry over. 14 Let's see this. It says, When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law argued with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder, and ran to greet him. When, what are you arguing with them about? He asked, a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Now understand, the scenario of the first one in chapter, chapter 5 from verse 1, and the scenario of this, both of them, it is demons behind it. You remember the first one, his mind had been bound, so he caught himself with stones. He was so enormous that he breaks all the chains they give him. But he never lived like a man. He lived like an animal. He slept in the tomb. With saw all over his body. Because someone who calls himself and bleeds will always carry various sore. And no one could help him because he would not accept any help. He was so ferocious that people ran when he was coming. But in the case of this boy, understand, he robbed them of speech. He could not speak. Not only that, he disgraces this boy at random. So, the next verse 18. What did the man say? Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He disgraces him. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out this spirit, but they could not. These spirits gave some symptoms of epilepsy, but really it's not epileptic faith. Alright? I remember a boy that was brought to me in in one of my crusades, And that boy was, um, I think, 12. But he still wore nappies. And they put him, put him on this push chair. Is it he push chair you call it for babies? You know where you carry babies and push them. Come on now, women. It's it's pushed here, pram. And this boy will always gnash his teeth. When he's gnashing his teeth, you'll be hearing um, um, some grumbling sound inside him. And the mother brought this child because she she has seen people healed by God. The healing of this child was very strange. I remembered this boy. I remembered this boy. I will tell you what happens to the boy after I finished this. Because these things happen on earth till today. The Bible says about this boy, he foams at the mouth, <clears throat> nudges his teeth, becomes rigid. I asked your disciple to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And that I want us to understand. Why could a son of God, a disciple of Jesus, not be able to to cast out devils. Let me help you know something before this time. Look at we'll come back to verse 18 here. Go quickly to the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 1. Look at what it says in Luke at the 1 verse 1. It says when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons, not one. These same disciples And to cure diseases. These same disciples. And listen to me. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. Look at chapter 10. (coughs) Chapter 10 verse 1. Chapter 10 of Luke verse 1. After this the Lord appointed 72 others. And sent them by Send them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. It's like every Saturday in this church we come over and we send out in twos and we go to the streets to preach, just simple as that. Do we get it now? I want you to keep this scenario in your mind because something is coming out for you. So, verse 17. The 72 returned with what? Shall we read this together? Why? Okay, let's read again. You are, you are not reading it, the cathedral way. Do we have some members from New Cross here? Can you give me a read of the word of God? Uh I feel that joy, you know. I just feel that joy. That even demons submit to us in whose name? Your name. You remember God anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good. Healing everyone on that part of them because God was with him. So Jesus also gave them his name and he was with them. And they went, Cast out devils because Jesus was with them. They returned in joy. They returned with joy. Wow. Do you know what happened next? Verse 18. Jesus replied and said, I saw what? Somebody read that for me loud. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> you know what I say? I saw Satan fall. Busa. He fall, Yakata. Let me tell you something. He fell from heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven. Then what did he say thereafter? Shall we read it together? I have given you authority. Yes. Give me the King James version in that very verse. Let's read it together. Click King James, please. Behold. Do you believe that say amen? Do you believe that? Say amen. Come on now. How would Jesus say this to them? How would Jesus send them out to perform and they perform? And then Jesus said, "This I've given it to you. Now go back to the book of Mark 9, 14. 18 really. Look at what happened. The man who brought the child. Brought the child to the same people who Jesus rejoiced. And they were happy that demons submit to them like they submit to the master. And Jesus said to them, I've given you power over all powers of the enemy, not just one, to cast out every demon, whether they call legion or they call singular, just cast them out. It doesn't matter what name they are, whether you call them marine spirit or spirit marine, they, marine spirit don't have more power than land spirit. They are all devils. The name attached to a demon does not signify his power before the name of Jesus. All demons are powerless. Satan is powerless. Don't be scared when they say that they are evil spirits from the from the river or from the sea. They are the same. An evil spirit can decide to live in the river today, tomorrow he goes to live in the sea. What difference does he make? What's my business where he lives or where he comes from? He may come from the mountain or he may come from the valley. What's my business about that? My business is if I see a devil occupying a listed, you know. Occupation, an illegal occupant, I cast him out. I cast him out. That's your duty. The name they say they bear is irrelevant to you. Are we together now? But haven't Jesus said to these people, I give you power over all the parts of the enemy, and nothing. By any means, can hurt you. And I give you authority to cast out all demons. Can you imagine they prayed for this boy? Thereafter, nothing happens. What took place? People who manifested God's power now, they are not manifesting. What is the major difference between the time they cast out demons and this time they could cast out nothing? Just one. Look at verse 19. Shall we read what Jesus said? Understand, Faithlessness. Unbelief. Unbelief is an act that follows belief. Okay? You cannot have unbelief in what you have not believed. Unbelief is minus belief. Faithlessness is a different thing. You don't have faith at all. But unbelief gives rise to faithlessness. Because faith is a double-edged sword. What a man of faith has? A substance of belief in God, which also gives him a credible belief in his standing, his local standing. I would gather now, when you have faith in God, you believe that God will do it because you said it. If you have faith in God. But unbelief is, you have seen miracles happen. You have gone in the name of Jesus. Now they brought another one to you. But because you saw that demon. Hit the boy to the floor. And demonstrate how he is to you. Telling you, do you know who I am? (laughs) And then you began to doubt yourself. That's unbelief. Whenever you doubt yourself, the word of doubt cannot trigger God's power. Because God is always in faith. Deep, collet to deep. And Jesus can't put up with unbelief. He's not saying unbelievers, He's talking about believers unbelieved who have unbelief or unbelieving believers. Because you saw the wind. And then doubt came all right you cannot doubt what you have not believed unbelief is a doubt which gives rise to faithlessness and then it negates the power of God so they prayed serious prayer and nothing happened you know that we do that in the church of God today one demon possessed, you see, seven people surrounding him. Hey, One the of them say, you. So will <laughs> "Come out in the name of Jesus." The other one say, "I bind you." So who will they believe? Come out in the name of Jesus. The other one say, "I bind you." Then I say, "I rebuke you." So the demons run to rebuke. Then he run to bind. And then the other one say, "Come out. as he was coming." As one say, "I bind you," and he cannot move. <laughs> oh la la you see, because every one of them praying, don't have faith I was with uh, uh, a, a man of God in Nigeria I went to preach for him in the lorry and something happened in the meeting as I was preaching, a woman started jumping on her knees on a pure concrete complete concrete, and she jumped up jumped up, hopped up, hopped up and she got to the pulpit, and she got up in the pulpit and she went back like this before me Anybody was looking and she charged like a bull. I ducked it. She hit the altar and I said to Judge that it's your casualty. Everybody listen to me. I'm talking to you guys. And I said, I continue to preach. And the intercessors came and they took her out to a room, surrounded her. Until I finished preaching, they took her out to the room. I want to talk about unbelief. And they were praying, sweating. You know, Africa is hot the whole of their shed became water. Militants. Deliverance. Some people believe that they have to fast before they can cast out demons. I don't see that in the Bible. Jesus said if you have faith, not if you have fast. Are we together now? What what a believer should do is this. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who will ascend It will be? Pure heart and clean hand. Do that daily. Okay? If you do that daily, it pays you better. Even people will love you better. Hallelujah, somebody. uh uh-huh. So, while they were doing all that, I finished the meeting. God did a lot of miracles. Then, let's go. I said, where is the woman who was possessed? Oh, the, I was, so the intercessors are dealing with the woman. You know, they, some people have books that they write. And they have stage one for deliverance. You do this stage two. You do that stage three. You, you, you understand that? You want to program Satan? Who is the chief programmer? <laughs> Your Python cannot buy the devil, I tell you. <laughs> Your Python language. It can't buy the devil. So as I take me there, when we got there, I saw six men. About. And the woman carried a, a bench. And she threw it against them and they were all holding the bench as they were praying in tongues they were holding the bench and we opened the door they said no no she's violent she's violent I said who they said the woman who said get away leave her leave her with the bench leave her they said she will crush you I said leave the bench alone and then one after the other they left her the woman went yeah told me <laughs> a yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked straight towards her she, she moved to the back like that I walked straight towards her He said no 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 no. She can't. I said shh Pull the bench now Sit down She sat on the bench And I sat beside her I said come on love Tell me what's going on with you So the intercessors all stood Now they were looking at us You know the difference between me and them unbelief and faith they have magnified demons I recognize it is stupid for me to magnify what God had debased the day your gate man when you are driving into your, in your house and gate man is the plan to open gate and the gate man came to your car and said that what time is this <laughs> and you said it is 11 and he said that is this the right time to come home and you said, please, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you gave my sense to you that, tomorrow, make sure. <laughs> I said, all right, sir. The day that happens to you, something else is wrong. <laughs> so are demons. Why do they magnify what God had debased? I asked the lady, I said, I command you, woman, I lose your spirit, and I ask you to speak. And I do not permit any evil spirit to say a word. Okay? And I said to the woman, Woman, what's your name? At the time they were there, I got there, they were asking, what's your name? The woman was was saying, my name is Love. And they were binding the spirit of love, casting out this demon of love. That's what they were doing. I said, woman, what's your name? She said, my name is Love. I said, yes, that is the man speaking. Tell me, how did you contact this? And she told us how she was initiated. And the students were watching. And then I said to her, do you want to be free? She said, yes. Sir. And I said, Love, answer me. And I led her to christ you know they were thinking that the word love is the name of a demon whereas it was the spirit of the woman and so as i led her to christ because important thing for her because she was a cult member important thing for a cult member is to first renounce that cult and accept jesus christ and when you pray for a cult member you can Command the evil spirit that lives in there to shut up and they will keep quiet. You can command the spirit of the man to be loose and it shall be so. So when you interact, because you need the full senses of the man to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior, for the seal or covenant to be established. Let me say something to you. So, having done that, as I say, you false spirit of hell, live in the name of Jesus. And the Lord opened my eyes and I saw A woman in the church carrying the bag of this woman. And in that bag was a talisman which belonged to this woman. And that woman refused to stand up though the service is over. And I said to them, go to the intercessors, go to the auditorium. And where this woman was sitting, you will see a woman dressed this way. I said, take the bag she's holding and bring the bag to me. And they went. The woman was there, holding the bag tight, and they took the bag from her, brought the back to me. I said, Open that bag. And they opened the bag, they found the talisman, and I destroyed it. And I said, You devil, out in the name of Jesus. And the power of God hit the woman, the demons left instantly. That woman, several years after I was with Pastor Dako in his church in Lagos, when the woman ran from the congregation and carried me up. A woman can carry man man. <laughs> don't you think they don't have power? I'm so sorry for you. If women are keeping their power, you think they don't have it, don't try it. <laughs> don't dare it. She carried me up. And, you know, the intercessors, um, the ushers who are trying to struggle, I said, Leave her alone. She said, Apostle, I'm love. Apostle, I'm love. Ah! Okay, put me down. She put me... (laughs) Lord put me down. She said, Daddy, thank God I'm now evangelist. So I took her hand and I said, Tell these people what Jesus had done for you. You know why I'm saying this? The same people that went out to cast out demons... And received the assurance from Jesus that they have power over all demons. They brought this boy. But the boy was foaming, fuming, shouting, rolling, And they were caught up by the spectacular to the place where they started to doubt. And Jesus said to them, how long shall I put up with you? You know, my power cannot work in unbelief if a man doubts according to the book of james it's like the tossing of the wind you know and it says such a man will get nothing from the lord so jesus said bring the boy to me the next verse so they brought him when the spirit saw like the previous one hallelujah somebody when the spirit saw jesus it immediately threw the boy into convulsion, The same way he did. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Can you see? <laughs> but Jesus never looked at all those nonsense. Though Babylon mount up like a mountain, the Bible says it shall be brought low. It is not how ferocious the spirit is. It is how powerful the name of Jesus is. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Let me say this to you. Any word that comes out of your mouth in the name of Jesus is as in the mouth of Jesus himself. Satan doesn't want Christians to know this. He wants you to magnify the, the, the things happening around you above the one who created all things. And that's why many believers are powerless. They seem powerless, I would say. So therefore, Jesus asked the boy's father, not caring about the boy. How long has he been like this? From childhood he answered. Now look at what the, the father said. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do Anything. Can you see this? The faith of many Christians have worried non-Christians. Today. Our faith worries some of our family members. Because we pray prayer of faithlessness. And nothing happens to them. And they begin to wonder, are you a Christian? Help me in this matter. But our prayer does not mingle with faith. Somebody is not angry about what the devil is doing in his family and then cry to God and rebuke that spirit. Rather, you keep going all over the whole place. Look at what happened. He said to Jesus, if you can, but listen to the, the, word, the reply of Jesus. Let's read it together, shall we? Read it cathedral way. Say it again. Did he say everything? Did he say everything? Yes, Do you think about that? Because this is our prayer point. I want to have a retrospect of your life. What are the things you are struggling with? It is possible. Not just demons. Everything. Jesus said. And in this case, he's talking about everything good. For the Bible says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And they come down from the Father of light. Can you see how enormous your authority is? Because you are a son of God. Listen to me. Sometimes, we have often been looking outside. I want to look inside now. What are you struggling with in your life, in your family, in your marriage? A believer? In your lips reside your authority. In your belly resides the spirit. And what Jesus needs is your faith. You can change every all circumstance if you believe. You can change everything. Do you know? Jesus said if you can't believe. If you can't believe. Which means the major problem with believers is unbelief. You pray today, you doubt it tomorrow. I'm not talking about when God does wonders. I was telling you the story of the boy who was brought in pram. Isn't it? And I promise I will tell you what ended it. After he spoke with me and told me those odd situations, the prince have suffered so much. This was after service. This was in the service that the lame has walked, the crippled have run, I laid my hands upon the boy. And I rebuked the evil spirit in the boy. I said, take him home. He is healed. But he was still like that. They took him home. And I said to the mother, start thanking God for his healing. This boy, I said that demon had me. And the boy is healed. They put the boy in front of the, in the sitting room, and the mother decided to sweep. As she was sweeping, she had like a wind blew out the the door. And the wind hit the boy. And... Whatever is in the boy, which is the evil spirit, with the wind, out of the house. The boy stood up, totally restored. Because it's the same process by which the spirit entered him. He was walking before. And suddenly, standing opposite the door, and the wind blew the door open, and it's... It it went boom into him and the boy crashed to the ground. And that was how his demise started. The same way it came, the same way it left. But listen to me. It is faith. I was in Jamaica and some of you were there with me then. When the Lord said he would heal a crippled boy in that meeting. That was in Bela Vega City. And that day was a great fun. I won't call the elders to come and lay hands on the sick. Because when the Lord said he will heal all the sick, then there is a presence for healing. And that time God bypasses human faith. And people were healed. And God said he will heal, a crippled boy will be healed. And after the meeting, no crippled boy. As we finished myself, Pastor Steele, we are standing with some of the members there. And they brought a a child, I think the child also was by 11 or so, on this pushchair. And the mother said the child got paralyzed from the age of one and a half. I think it's something related to smallpox. And then he paralyzed. And I said to the woman, were you in the service? Because in the service I announced, where is that crippled child? Bring him out. The Lord revealed him yesterday. He should be in this meeting. The woman said she was in the meeting. I said, why did you bring the boy out? The woman said, it is my first time of coming to Christian gathering. I said, where have you been going? She was the one who who made me understand that Babalawu is in, is in, which doctor is in Jamaica. I don't know that which doctor is in Jamaica. He said, I've been going to Obioman. I asked some Pastor see, who is Obiuman? And he said to me, he's the witch doctor, the voodoo priest. I said, ah. So, in Benin Republic, they be a voodoo priest. In Nigeria, they be a Babalawo, In Jamaica, they be a Obioman. He's the same devil. <laughs> Can you see how devil, oh my, my, my. Foolish is the person that Satan deceived. So I told the woman, but I announced in the crusade that God will heal a crippled child in this meeting. And so I said, the boy is healed. And I said, you were in the crusade Yes, He has healed the boy. But my boy is still sitting. I just took the boys in and said, come, you are healed. And the boy's legs straight. And the boy started walking. The woman almost collapsed. She almost collapsed. Now why did i not start praying for the child that is the difference faith and foolishness they look alike what god said is i will heal a crippled child in the crusade my duty is to ask did you come in the crusade or after the crusade now if you came in the crusade then jesus has healed the baby I don't blame you for not being able to come out because she said that she had never been in such atmosphere before somebody is t- t- talking about the condition of the child when he had never told them. How can they know it? She said, I felt ashamed of myself. I felt shy. Nevertheless, the Lord had healed the boy. So telling her that the boy had been healed already, Do see the boy is still, is still in weird chair. I said, no, he had been healed. Pick this hand up, follow me. And the boy got up. And they placed on upside down. If you can believe, says the Lord, everything is possible for those who believe. What area of your life are you suffering from unbelief tonight? That's what God wants to deal with. You are more than what you think you are. If you claim that those miracles happen through me by anointing, who told you you haven't got the same anointing? John fourteen twelve, Jesus says, If you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing, and greater works shall ye do, because what I go to my father. So if you call that anointing, I will call it exactly what Jesus called it faith. So, if somebody can by anointing perform miracles and you think you don't have the anointing, no problem. But you cannot do the same thing by faith. Jesus said so. He says, it is by my anointing. You see, those who perform miracles, they have a higher anointing, no problem. Show them John 14, 12. The, I, I don't. I'm not anointed, I know, but I have faith. If anointing does it, faith will do the same, Jesus said. If anointing, Jesus says to you in that John 14, 12. If if I do all these miracles and you believe in me, you will do the same miracle. He didn't say if you have anointing from me. Are we together now? What are the miracles Jesus did? He healed the blind. He healed the lame. He raised the dead. He preached the gospel. So if Jesus said you can do the things I've been doing by faith. Who is the one telling you you need an anointing for it? deception of the devil deception of the devil let me help you know this if you begin to personalize God's grace you miss it if you recognize that it is God doing his work all right but he needs my faith for the work to be done you got it then you can have faith and faith can make you a vessel. And God can do the most amazing through you. The devil doesn't want you to know that. Stand up on your feet. We're going to